Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast, Summer Devotionals. All summer long on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to be sharing five to 10 minute devotionals from all different people. So be sure to check back in after today. Hey y'all, my name is Emma Tanner. I'm going to be a senior in the fall at the University of Alabama. And this is my second year being a part of the As You Are ministry. I've really just loved um, getting to be a part of it and getting to lead the Bible studies and going to the worship nights in Tuscaloosa. And I'm really grateful for it in my life and seeing the fruit of it in other people's lives. So I'm excited to be able to share today. Um, Something that the Lord has really put on my heart this summer is the story of Esther. And this is a story that I've read my whole life. I remember watching the VeggieTales version of it. And now I've grown into actually reading um, the story in the Bible. And I just think it has so much wisdom and strength, especially for women. Um, So if you haven't read the book of Esther, I'm just going to give a quick debrief of it. It takes place in a kingdom. The king's name is Ahasuerus. He was a Persian king. I think I pronounced that right. But he was a Persian king and he had a really large empire. And he basically was having a huge party and the party lasted like I think it was 180 days something crazy like that and towards the end of it he commanded his wife to come and show off her beauty in a way that she did not want to basically she denied him and said no I'm not going to do that for your guest and he removed her from the kingdom and then he was on the look for a new queen and he had a bunch of girls brought into his palace and he picked from the group. He picked a woman named Esther to be his new queen. She was an orphan. She was an exile and she was Jewish and she was now placed on the throne next to him. She was raised by her uncle and his name is Mordecai. And he, once she was entered into the palace, he would go to the palace gates every day to check on her just as a parent does, which he was kind of like her parent because she didn't have them. And, um, when Mordecai was at the gates one day of the king's palace, he overheard two people plotting a plan to hurt the king. And he immediately went to Esther and Esther went to the king and ultimately it saved the king's life. While this is happening, the king's kind of right-hand man or his highest official, his name is Haman. He was just moved up to like the highest official you could be. He would leave, go to and from the palace daily and Mordecai, who would always be at the gate, would never bow to him. And this really ticked off Haman. He just wasn't a great guy. And this seriously got under his skin. While reading the story, I underlined something that it was talking about Haman. And it says, still, none of this satisfies me since I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate all the time. And so in the midst of getting moved to a high position and just really being like exalted by this king, He still was so bothered at the fact that this Jew wouldn't bow to him when he was going to and from the city. And I just wrote off to the side in my Bible, I said, when you're not being filled by the Lord, little things like this will threaten you. And I think this just says a lot about his character, that he was just having riches and praise coming into his life. And still the fact that one person wouldn't bow to him just shook him to his core and like pushed him into a plan that ultimately led to him being killed. So basically it stemmed from this, but Haman went to the king and said that there's a group of people 
talking about the Jews that aren't following the king's rules. And I'll just read you what it says. But he went to the king and he said, there's one ethnic group scattered throughout the peoples in every province of your kingdom, keeping themselves separate. Their laws are different from everyone else's and they do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If the king approves that an order be drawn up authorizing their destruction and I will pay 375 tons of silver to the officials for deposit in the royal treasury. And the king responded and said, the money and people are given to you to do with as you see fit. Mordecai heard the decree at the gates of the king's palace and she immediately broke down. And the king, unknowing that his new queen is actually Jewish, so Mordecai went to Esther and said, you have, you have to do something about this. Like you need to go to the king and ask him if this can be changed. Like this can't happen. These are your people. And she basically responded out of fear and was like, people don't just go to the king with these demands. Like back then it's just wasn't, it was unheard of for you to approach a king with even a question. And so she said no. And Mordecai told the messenger to reply to Esther and said, don't think that you will escape the fate of all the Jews because you're in the king's palace. If you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place, but you and your father's family will be destroyed. Who knows, perhaps you've come to your royal position for such a time as this. And Esther replied and said, go and assemble all the Jews who can be found in Susa and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my female servants will also fast in the same way. After that, I will go to the king, even if it is against the law. If I perish, I perish. And I just think the line is when Mordecai said, who knows, perhaps you've come to your royal position for such a time as this just speaks volumes in our daily life and really um, just kind of shook me that where he positions us in our in our lives is so intentional and that he has a plan for every season that it's not it's not ever just you're in this place for no reason like i think every everywhere he's taken me in my life and i believe that for everyone else also that it's very intentional and he has a purpose for us in that season and um i really just loved that verse and i want to live by that daily just to never feel like any moment is meaningless Actually, when I was in the middle of reading this story and planning out what I wanted to talk about in this podcast, I was on a walk with someone and they told me the story about this lady. She was a children's minister and she had a very clear vision one day of this children's book that the Lord wanted her to write. And she had she got a vision of the front of the book and she knew it was going to be the content of the book. Like it was very a thorough description from the Lord sent to her through a vision and um she basically pushed it off. She had seven kids. She was just like, I was too busy. And she never wrote the book. And then three years later, she walked into a bookstore. And at the very front of the bookstore, like the new best-selling book, it was this children's book. The exact book that she got the vision of was in the bookstore. It was written. It was The cover of it was exactly how she saw in her vision for it to be drawn up. And her point in sharing the story was that she had a moment in this bookstore where she had this realization that the Lord doesn't need you necessarily. He didn't need her to write that book, but he wanted to use her and he wanted her to be the person to write that book. And since she refused it and looked away, he got someone else to write it because he wanted it to be written and he wanted it to be shared with people. And he called on her first. I think this goes back to when Mordecai said, don't think that you will escape the fate of all the Jews because you're in the king's palace. If you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place. 
So he was telling her like, we will get deliverance because that's a promise from the Lord, but you were put in this position for this moment. And I think that this can just speak volumes into our daily lives. Like if you're at a college that you just feel like you shouldn't have gone to, or if you're in a friend group that you just feel like isn't the people that you want to be surrounded with, I just feel the Lord reminding us through this story and that he puts you somewhere for a reason and he can use it for good if you decide to partner with him. Both of these stories are just encouraging to just partner with the Lord on what he's trying to show you and what he's he's trying to teach you during this time and don't be discouraged. Really just take advantage of the position that he has you in. I constantly find myself saying the phrase like, oh, this can just buy time for this. Like even after college, I was like, oh, I can do this for like a year to buy time to figure out what I actually want to do. And I just feel like the Lord's softly correcting me and saying, Emma, no, like I'm going to have you where I want you and you're going to learn in that season and no season is going to go without growth, that there's going to be growth in every season and it might not look the way you want it to look, but he has you there for a reason. So um, I'm just going to pray for the person listening to this as I close out. Lord, thank you just for this time to be able to speak and to share. And God, I just welcome you into the conversation You say that when two people gather in your name, that you're there. So I thank you that you're here right now and that you're listening to us and you hear us and that we don't have to strive to be heard, that you just simply hear our words and you hear our hearts, Lord. God, I just pray for the person listening right now that they can fully release any pressure or release any expectations that they have for their life that in the season that they're in that they can just have an overwhelming peace just from you that they are where they're supposed to be lord and that they can see and you start to unfold some of the ways that you want to move in their life in this specific season that they are in that they aren't just waiting for the future waiting for oh i'll be happy when i get here no lord that you're going to show them that you're going to provide joy you're going to provide peace you're going to provide provide growth in this specific season for them. God, I just thank you that we can yield to stronger hands, that we don't have to rely on our own strength, that we can just rely on you and your strength and your goodness because you will provide. So Lord, I just ask that you send a wave of peace over the listeners today. We love you and we thank you just for your word and your stories that you've provided with us to just walk us through day-to-day life and that even though it's not on the scale of a queen having to approach a king, that it could be on a scale of something as small as being in a city that you don't feel like you're supposed to be in or in a phase of life that you just feel isn't your highest potential, Lord, that you just are saying that such a time as this, that you could be called in this situation for a reason. And um, I just thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I love being able to share the story. I just recommend anyone to read it. I think that it's something that you can get something out of every time you read it. It was amazing getting to share. Thank you all so much.